Welcome to another episode of Kremas and Henny. Don't try to blow my mind. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but if you try to blow my mind, I don't care. I don't give a shita. Anyway, guys, I am back to New York City and it is cold. Yes, it is. It is cold. I'm actually quite surprised because I expected it to be a whole lot colder than what it was. I literally got off the plane. I did not bring a jacket with me. I barely had a scarf. I had on a little light jacket and I wasn't freezing. So I was pleased. I thought I was going to just like get hit with that cold coming from the heat, but I didn't. I'm excited. The sun is shining. It's cold out, but the sun is out. So I cannot complain. Maybe it's because I'm a New York girl at heart, but I'm not cold and I'm not complaining about that one bit. I feel like the time is going by quickly. Next thing you know, it will be March. I am optimistic about a short winter. It is, we're not even in winter yet. That's insane. It's literally still fall. It's been cold. It hasn't been snowing as much. I'm going to knock on wood. Because I do not want to jinx it. I hate the snow. I'll take the cold over the snow. But it really has not been that bad. So I cannot complain at all. Um, here in March, it's going to be nice and warm, I feel like. And yeah, just two more months of me having to wear a winter jacket. December is nearly done. But yeah, I am back. And I feel like I'm cheating today. I came back to literally no cremas in the house and no henny in the house. So I am having some Baileys instead, which is not that bad. I like me some Baileys. So I will take that. That is the American's cremas. So yeah, I'm not complaining at all. But just want to let you guys know, I feel like I'm cheating because normally when I do my segment, I've had some cremas or some henny in me and I have neither. So this Bailey's will have to do, but I enjoyed my trip. I enjoyed the heat. I tried my best to lay out in the sun because I feel like every time I go to the doctor, I am being told that I am vitamin D deficient. And I just want to tell my doctor, black people, all black people are vitamin D deficient. Okay. We have something called melanin. It's going to take me a whole lot more time in the sun to absorb the sun. So I sat out in the sun. I'm telling you guys, I sat out in the sun and got my, I had some protection of course on, but I was trying to get my vitamin D on any chance that I could. I enjoyed the drinks. I enjoyed, you know, so I got a swim out suite and I will never do this again. And this is why. I prefer balcony rooms. Um, I'm not the person who wants to be right there on the beach or right there, you know, on the pool. That's not my thing. I did a swim out suite for the first time and the last time ever. I'm a type of person when I travel abroad, 
I need to carry a humidifier or some, not even a humidifier, a air purifier with me because I feel like every time I go on vacation, the rooms have this smell. Like I just feel like I wake up with my nose all clogged. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe the, the air conditioner filters need to be changed. I don't know what it is, but every time I go on vacation because I'm on balcony, I always sleep with the window open because I need that air coming in. I just feel like the air is stagnant in the rooms because the doors are always closed. I don't know, but I hate it. And so did a swim out suite this time, which means I was on ground level. So I did not feel comfortable sleeping with my door wide open while people were still walking around outside and on their way to go to the bar and stuff like that. So I suffered for the most part during the nighttime because I just could not breathe. In the middle of the night, I felt like the air was just so stagnant in there. And it's like, it was just a lot. And to move my room would have been a lot too. So I just, I just stuck it out and just dealt with it. But going forward, never again, I'm not doing it. And because I had a swim out suite, the way the sun was coming in, it wasn't hitting my, my pool. So anyone who was sitting in the rooms like next to me, their swim out suites, the water was freezing. Like no one ever went in it. I thought I was the only one. Like I probably put my foot in there, but no one went in the water in the pool because it was so cold. So I was kind of annoyed with that because it's like you go out of your way to buy these bathing suits and try and be cute and you barely could go in the water. So I spent most of my time in the ocean, which I'm not mad about because I will do the ocean anywhere but in America because I do not want to see a diaper floating next to me. Um, but it was nice. I enjoyed the resort. It was cool. Um, I wish I would have left the resort, but there was like so much restaurants and so much to do, which is hard to find. I do adults only resorts. I don't want to deal with no one's children. I don't want to deal with no splash party in the pool. I don't want to deal with my inappropriate bathing suits and people's kids. So yeah, I don't like going on resorts that have kids. I prefer to do adults only resorts. And I stayed at the excellence in um Punta Cana is it is it Punta Cana I don't, yeah yeah I think it's Punta Cana I stayed there and it was really nice it was warm and the people were really cool and dope and the staff was young which is kind of good to have and it was cool so my only downside with um visiting the Dominican Republic. And I actually swore off the Dominican Republic for a very long time. And not no offense to any of my Dominican listeners out there, but there was this point in time when Dominican Republic had a problem with Haiti and Haitians. And being that I am 100% Haitian and clearly Haitian, I had a problem with that. So I refused to help with tourism or contribute to tourism to that country. You weren't going to get my hard-earned dollars. I just did not want to do it. Um, I felt like it was very disrespectful because to be quite honest, if we really want to get technical about everything, it's literally just a line drawn in the sand and an imaginary line drawn in the sand at that. Okay. We're all Hispanolians. Okay. That's what it is. So I don't know if y'all mad because the independence, we got the independence. We didn't come on over and hook y'all up. I don't really know what it is because it doesn't make sense to me. You can't tell a Dominican from a Haitian. 
There are people that I literally have seen and I'm like, oh, that person's Dominican and they are full on Haitian. And there are people that I think are Haitian and they are full on Dominicans. So you really can't tell the difference. Maybe in America, you can kind of tell people like, all right, well, that's a Haitian person. That's a Dominican person. But when you actually go to the country itself, you cannot tell the difference. So to me, that whole, well, I don't want to deal with the Haitians and we're banning Haitians from coming in. It's just so tacky and stupid to me. Like y'all share the same, like just stop. It's tacky. So as a result of that, I personally never wanted to go to the Dominican Republic and kind of swore it off, but got convinced. And it's not, you can't like make someone responsible for the dumb decisions. It's like someone saying to me that, well, you're American and you feel this way or you feel that way towards other people, which isn't true. I just happen to live in America. So I'm not going to be ignorant and swear off all the people in Dominican Republic and, you know, whatnot. But it was my first time in Dominican Republic in a very long time. Um, I am really upset because I did want to go to Haiti. Um, everyone is like flocking to that Decameron Resort. But the thing is that it sells out so quickly that I can't even, you know, book it. Like I try to, but it just gets so packed. I feel like all the Haitians are sending out like bat signals to all their fellow friends. Like, oh, let's go to Haiti. Let's go to the Cameron. So I wasn't able to book it. Maybe in 2019, I will get lucky and we'll get the chance to go. But I did want to have the opportunity to, you know, see it firsthand instead of seeing it on Instagram and on other people's pictures and stuff. But that was my trip. Um, I'm almost finally done with my Christmas shopping. I tried to get a lot of it done before I left and I'm kind of happy I did. I have like little bits of things to do this Christmas. I am guilty and I'm gonna tell you guys why. I don't feel bad for it, but I'm guilty. I spent more money on myself this year than on anyone else. And it's probably the first time 2018 has been a year of me treating myself. I feel like I need it. I'm not shying away from it. I think that everyone needs to just have self-love and just cater to yourself. And it's not that I'm not grateful for the people in my life. It's not that I'm not grateful for my family because I am. Um, I don't just use Christmas as a reason to let my family know how grateful I am by buying them a gift or how much they mean to me because I do little things throughout the year. But this year alone, 2018, I feel like I have been very generous to myself and it's not something that I do. I feel like a lot of the times we get caught up in work. And you're waking up every day, you're going to work, you're paying your bills, you know, eat, sleep, repeat, eat, sleep, repeat type of thing. And for me this year, that was something that I was really trying not to, you know, get into the habit of. I feel like if you work hard and you wake up every day and for some people, it may be you go to a job that you don't want to, or it could be a job that you do love, or it could be two jobs you're working or just dealing with certain things in your life every single day. You need to treat yourself. You need to let yourself know that you are grateful for yourself. Like I'm grateful for myself, for the things that I do, the fact that I get up every day and I go to work, the fact that there's times when I want to curse people out and I don't like there's just things that I just want to appreciate 
give myself appreciation for because you can get caught up in the whole Instagram hype where you look at other people's timelines and their pictures. And like, I think I've said this before, people only show you their highlight reel. They never show you the outtakes. They never show you the behind the scenes. It's only and always the highlight reel. And, you know, even though this is something that we do know, you can't help but go on Instagram and be like, oh, damn, this person just got a new car. That's man nice. I wish I could get a new car. Or this person just closed on a house. Or this person just did this. This person just did that. You're constantly in a place where you compare yourself. Or even if you see your peers, if you see people that you went to school with, which has been my thing, like you see people that you went to school with. And you're like, man, like, this is where you are now. This is what you're doing. You've gotten so far. And we were literally in the same class. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing different? And it's cliche to say this, but everyone does have their season. But in the moment, you don't want to hear that. But you do need to appreciate yourself for the things that you do, the things that you've accomplished. Now, I'm not saying just go out and treat yourself just because you woke up this morning. You know, but I'm saying like there are little things that I feel like I have done um, and I am grateful to myself for it. And so I've been treating myself. Um, I went to Paris earlier in the year. That was somewhere that I've always wanted to go. I've only seen it in books. I've only seen pictures of the Eiffel Tower on other people's Instagrams or in textbooks when I was in school or just on TV. So it was amazing for me to finally see it up close. I treated myself with the trip and everyone knows that if you go like <laughs> if you go to Europe, you definitely need to make sure you bring some money with you because you get heavy discounts. So I was really happy because um I was able to treat myself with some things from Chanel, some things from Louis Vuitton, because one, they were cheaper too out there, but because it's like, why not? So I treated myself with that. And then came Christmas time. A lot of stores had some sales. And so I went ahead and I treated myself to the sales as well. Got myself a pair of pumps and um, I got myself a bag and I think I got myself. Yeah. And I just got like a couple of clothes. I needed like some sweaters and stuff. And in addition to that, I still got everyone else very gifts, but I made sure that I treated myself as well. And yes, I did wrap it. And yes, I did put it under the tree and I am going to open it on Christmas day. Shocked. Like, oh gosh, you shouldn't have, you should not have done this E. So yes, I'm almost done though. Shopping for um, Christmas. And as usual, it is setting me back, but I am hoping that I get a good bonus this year. Let's see. Even if I don't, I've purchased gifts in a way that like I'm not in the poor house, but, um, at least I can, you know, I can pay off my credit card when the time comes. So I'm excited for Christmas to come. I'm also excited for the new year. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's like I'm waiting for a reset of some sorts. Not that like this year went horrible, but sometimes it's just good to like refresh and have that like the fact that time exists and we we notate the existence of time is amazing. And it's so important because not like just going day by day and not understanding that, all right, this year ends and a new year starts. It's kind of hard to have that reset. I feel like having, you know, the significance of this year is ending and a new year is about to begin. It's like a fresh start. You know, I'm excited for 2019 and 
what's to come of it. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping it's good news. 2017 was kind of rough for me. It was not a easy year for me. 2016 was even harder. So I feel like finally in 2018, it's getting a little bit better. And I'm just hoping that that trajectory just, you know, it just keeps going up and it's just nothing but positivity and good things coming my way. So hope you guys are excited for the new year. I'm hoping that 2018 didn't suck too bad for everyone. And it's kind of like, you know, all right, this chapter is closed. Yay. New chapter kind of thing. But we shall see what 2019 has to bring. Um, Hopefully it's nothing too crazy. I know just watching the news, things look a little intense and things look a little hectic. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I try to stay away from the news as much as possible. But every now and then when you get a glimpse of it, it's kind of like, damn, (laughs) what is happening? Where are things going? So hopefully 2019 isn't what we think it is. And it's not as horrible as we think it is. I don't know. We can only, you know, wait and see what what is in (laughs) the works. But (sighs) another thing I wanted to bring up to you guys is my new segment called Look at This Kaka. And... I've been noticing like every now and then when I would give you guys like some stuff that I've seen on social media and stuff, like as I'm thinking of it to present to you guys in my head, I keep saying, oh, this is some caca. And it only made sense that this segment was called look at this caca. Only right. And so without further ado, I'm going to bring to you guys this week's look at this caca. So guys, this look at this caca this week definitely is going to be based on what I have been reading about Prada. So the funny thing before we even get into Prada was just the headlines that I saw because it said one like many of the different headlines was like Prada, you know, accused of blackface imagery. Prada pulls products after accusations of this is not no freaking accusation so for those of you who do not know Prada had it looked like some products in their store window in Manhattan and I don't know what it was but it's part of Prada's Prada Malia line and it was like a bunch of little merchandise that depicted monkey-like figures with black faces and large red lips and so first nothing is cute about it so I don't know if someone was like, oh, this is a cute thing. So why didn't you make it different colors? Why didn't you make it white? Why didn't you make it blue? Why didn't you make it green? Why didn't you make it orange? Why is it only black? So I found that like super odd to begin with. But they were selling like these little figurines and people had them on bags and they're in the store window. And apparently there was like a huge um, issue about it. A lot of people was protesting And a lot of people were protesting about it and they were going, you know, like outside and saying negative things and, you know, saying that this needs to be pulled. And apparently it got pulled. And the person who actually, I think, who actually was the first one was 
oddly enough, it was a New York-based civil rights attorney. And her name is Chinier Ezzy, I guess. I don't really know. But she noticed the products at the Prado store window when she, I guess she was just walking by. Um, and she was like, listen, this is just completely inappropriate. This has to go. This is showing, you know, blackface imagery and it's unacceptable. And a lot of people, I guess, agreed with her. And so a rally was organized. And I guess what happened is that she had recently come from the Smithsonian. And I don't know if anyone has been there. I have. It's amazing. If you go to the African-American Museum in Washington, D.C., the Smithsonian African-American Museum, it's really good. But so apparently she just came from there. And for those of you who haven't been there, but they have this whole section on blackface and how it's viewed. And if you look at the pictures in front of the Prada, you know, that was in the Prada window and you see and you go and you went to, you know, the Smithsonian, they look pretty similar. It kind of looks like the pictures that depicted what people thought African-Americans looked like. So my issue with this Gaka is Prada. So it's not like you're a mom and pop store. It's not like you are the girl down the street that's making handbags from accessories she gets from Michael's. It's not like you got this, like, you know, this is a thrift shop. You are freaking Prada. You are a huge company. You have consultants. You have marketing people on your staff whose one and only job is to make sure caca like this does not happen. That's your one and only job. Who signed off on this caca? Like who signed off on it? That person 1000% needs to be fired. So the first time I saw, you know, the picture of the store when I was like, you know what? Mm, I could see why people say that. I wasn't 100% on board. Then I saw it on a keychain that was hooked on someone's bag. And instantly I said to myself, E, if you was at work and someone walked into office, with that hanging off of their bag, what's the first thing that you would say? What's the first thing that you would say? Instantly in my head, I'm like, I would have said something to them because it looks offensive. It looks offensive. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Prada says. Don't tell me that you didn't understand. You were confused. This isn't what you thought it was. Y'all knew exactly what y'all was doing. And the fact that someone signed off to me, at this point, I just feel like people are just trying it. You're trying it to see who's going to call you out on your caca. That's exactly what that looks like to me. Because there is no way you're going to tell me that y'all all sat down in a room, okay? Someone didn't just come out with this and release it. Y'all had meetings about this. Y'all sat down in a room. And if there was any black person in that room, you are a caca. You are a caca. If there was any black people in the room that was like, yeah, this is fine. This looks good. It's not offensive. It is. It is. One, it's a monkey. That's fine. Why does the monkey have big red lips? Why must the monkey be black? It could have been a monkey. Curious George is cute. It could have been a monkey. Why does the monkey have to be black? Why it can't be blue? Why, why can't it come in other colors? Why are the lips as exaggerated as that? Why does it have to be red? Like you could have, you could have like honestly just done a blue monkey with 
purple lips, a blue monkey with green lips. It looks like blackface. 1000% no way you can sit here and say that it doesn't. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like the ignorance of what people used to think that African-Americans looked like. Newsflash, yes, I know, it's 2018. Black people come in all shades of browns, all shades of colors. All, like you, you, sometimes you can't even tell that someone has black in them. Sometimes you can't even tell someone's black. But back in the days, that was ignorance. People assumed all black people looked like that. And all black people don't look like that. Clearly, we know that. But the caca who thought that this made sense, you are a caca. You are a certified caca. You're not any type of caca. You are diarrhea caca. Because I don't understand how you thought that it was okay to sign off on not only just having these, but putting it in a store window during the holidays. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You are really, you try to blow my mind. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to blow my mind. It does not make any sense. Prada, you are a caca. I don't wear Prada. I'm happy I don't wear Prada. I left Prada back in high school. You are a caca. And I will make sure that I will never, ever, ever wear anything Prada. Because you hired the person that did the caca. Y'all signed off on the caca. Y'all released the caca. And y'all put the caca in the window. So y'all all are cacas. For real, for real. And that's how I feel. Look at that caca. Back to our scheduled programming, now that I've gotten all the cacas out of my system, um, I just wanted to go ahead and bring up today's topic. And I was trying to, normally when I'm trying to think of what today's topic is going to be, I usually base it on conversations I've had with friends, family members, or just things that's happened at work that I'm just curious about and would like to see what other people's takes are on it. And just see what you guys think as well. Like, you know, what's your, not your feedback more so, because I do care about the feedback, but just how you would handle the situation. It's kind of like what I would say. But one thing that did come up was what are deal breakers for you in a relationship? And many people was mentioning like physical attributes as far as I'm not dating someone who's short or I'm not dating someone who's this or who's tall or, you know, just physical things. And I was like, well, what if we remove physical aside? What if we take that, put it on the back burner? What is a no-no for you when dating? What do you stay away from? That's kind of like, you know what, that was, that's a red flag. I'm not, going towards that anymore. I'm not venturing towards that anymore and kind of just take a step back from the relationship. And while we were sitting down, I was trying to think for myself what a deal breaker for me is. And it's funny because I don't really have much deal breakers. I really don't have that much. I think I'm really easygoing in that aspect when it comes to um, relationships. I, I just like to have fun. I like to laugh and I feel like once someone has that, then yeah, you got me. But as far as deal breakers go, one thing, well, three things that quickly come to mind if I had to choose is the first one is I would not date someone who has kids. 
And it's not anything, obviously, towards the kids. I don't have a problem with kids would love some of my own someday. It's just the aspect of having to deal with the other person, the, the mother of the child, or, you know, for other people, the father of the child. It's, I just don't want that issue. And even if it got to a place where the mother of the child was someone who's really sweet and they have a great co-parenting thing set up for me, it's just not something that I would want. I would rather just dismiss it because you then have to think about in that type of dynamic, when it comes to co-parenting, I would say that the child comes first above everything. That child is number one. And that's not what my issue is. My issue is as a result of the child being number one, there are things and situations that both parents have to put themselves in so that the child can be happy and child can remain number one. And for for example, that child may decide that he or she wants to spend Christmas with both of their parents under the same roof. And, you know, as parents who have come to that mutual understanding and are co-parenting on that level, like, why not? You know, but then you also have to think about your spouses. I personally do not want to spend Christmas with the mother of your child. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't care how nice she is. That's not something that I want to share with her. I don't, or, you know, you saying maybe she's hosting it and she only invites you. And it's something like, hey, you know what? I can't spend Christmas with you because for our child, we're spending Christmas together. Or for our child, we're spending Thanksgiving together. Now, this is one that I've heard and it's just pure caca to me. See, I said I was going to leave all my cacas. But, um, and it's, just pure crap to me is someone saying that they need to go on vacation for the child together. Like that just makes no sense to me. And it's something that I've honestly heard not once, but like maybe more than once. It's something that is a thing like, oh, we're going to go to Jamaica together for the child. What kind of stupidness is that? That kid didn't ask to go to no Jamaica. Like, when y'all laying up on that sandy beach together, where's that child? Like, that makes no sense to me. That child didn't ask to go to no Jamaica. Y'all having a family vacation. That's what that is. Okay? And here we go. Because I have no kids. So I can't put myself in that situation. I won't understand that situation. And I can't understand that situation. situation. So as a result of that, I'd rather just not date someone who has kids because I'm never going to understand. Maybe when I have kids of my own, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I get it. You do certain things for the kids. But for me right now, it doesn't make any sense that there are certain things that you, the two of you need to do together. Like I had a kid and that's it. You can, the kid can be with you on the weekends. The kid could be with her on the weekends. Like I don't want that. I don't want to deal with the drama of child support and her dragging you to court or vice versa, whatever the case is, like, I just don't want that drama. So for me, I don't date anyone who has kids. You could have been the nicest person. You could have been the sweetest person. For me, once I hear that you have kids, I kind of have to exit because it's just not something that I want to get myself into. It's it's just a bit much for me. Um, The second one for me is someone who's been incarcerated. That's a no for me, dog. That's a no. It's not, it's not happening. 
you know, and I'm sure some people, you know, you've ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time and, you know, your life has changed, but that's not something that I'm comfortable with. I don't think that I can ever be okay with someone being incarcerated and then me getting to a place where we're having a full on relationship. Because if it's some like maybe if you trick me and we're like three years in and I find out, I'm I'll be upset. But you know you lied to me, so I don't know. Maybe I should add liar to the the list. People who lie, but I feel like at times you have no choice but to lie. You know, so you for me it's not. A, a a deal breaker completely. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to have to, yeah, I'm just going to have to stick with, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how I feel about it. As far as a liar, that's, we're going to put that on the back burner for now. But as far as someone who's been incarcerated, I don't think that I can date someone like that. I feel like prison changes people, whether it's for the better or for the worse, it does change people. Um, And so I just don't think that I can, I would ever be okay with it. So yeah, that's my second deal breaker. I don't want to know why you went to jail. It's just, it's not for me. The third reason that I would have to say is I'm going to add onto the list someone who's on the sex offenders list. I don't like, I don't think that's something that I, not, I don't think, I know that's just a no. And there's many reasons why someone can end up on the sex offenders list. There's plenty of reasons, but I don't want to know why. I don't care to stick around to find out why. I don't feel comfortable if we decide to move in together, we have to announce to the neighborhood that you are a registered sex offender. That's not something that I'm okay with. That's a no 1000% for me. Those three are like things that I'm just going to have to walk away from. And it's kind of funny because under the, like literally in that same conversation, I'm saying kids registered sex offender and incarceration and kids just really like, it just should not be there. But for me, that's probably something that I just don't think I could be okay with. I've seen situations with friends being in relationships with people who have kids and it gets messy and that's just dating like imagine being married to someone who has kids it gets messy now I'm not saying that there are not like good relationships out there where the mom and the girlfriend gets together and you know there's no issues it's a blended family like hey we've seen it look at um Kevin Hart and his family and Look at um, Will Smith and his family. I'm not saying that does not exist. I am just saying for me, it's not something that I can do. I don't think it's something that I'm okay with. If I was the mother of someone's child and they started dating someone, and this is, again, all these opinions are just my opinions and just how I feel, obviously. I would not want my child to be introduced to my ex's girlfriends ever. I feel that if that person is not your fiance or your wife. My kid does not need to know them because to me, the relationship clearly is not important. Like it's not a serious relationship. She's just your girlfriend. You're not serious about her. And next, 
year you could be with someone else or three years from now you could be with someone else. And I don't want to subject my child to getting comfortable with all these people. You know, I don't want to be walking down the street one day with my child and random girls are saying hi to them and they're your exes. Like that's not happening. And that's how I feel about it. So for me, I personally just would not want to, you know, be in a situation where I have to deal with all of that extra stuff. Because I, I know for me, it would be an issue. It would be a problem that I would have dealing with you bringing my child around girlfriends. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm sure. But from a child's standpoint, I don't want my child to just be introduced to girlfriends. I want my child to be introduced to your fiance who's going to be here for the long run. And yes, people do break up. But at least like you took that step to say that I like you proposed to someone. So you felt that it was serious enough. And my child, yeah, definitely can meet that person. And, you know, if you get married, then my hypothetical child could meet that person too. But until then, no, don't bring my child around your girlfriends. I don't want my child meeting your little riffraffs. All right, that was petty. <laughs> but yeah, that's just how... I feel, but I want to know what are you guys deal breakers? What's your, you know, I'm done. I'm not moving forward from this and it, that's it. Well, speaking of that, well, I'm jumping all over the place, but send me what you guys think at Kremas and Henny at gmail.com. K-R-E-M-A-S, the letter N-H-E-N-N-Y at gmail.com. I just wanted to say, guys, I'm super excited because I got, I checked my email the other day and I actually had letters from you guys, well, emails from you guys. And I'm super excited about that because I never thought that I would get any feedback. Um, I'm probably going to read them in next week's episode because I didn't get a chance to read them and see if there was any bad stuff in there. Like I wanted to pre-read it because, you know, people be out here acting a fool and trolling. So I did not read them yet, but I was super excited to see that there was actually like feedback on the episodes and people are actually telling me what they think. Like, that's amazing to me. So yeah, check me out at Cremas and Henny. That's the Instagram handle. I know my Instagram needs so much work. I am trying to get better at it. I'm just not that great when it comes to Instagram. So I definitely need to work on it and get to a place where it's a lot better and you know I can see comments and I'll update you guys on what the week's episode is on but you know check out the Instagram and definitely hit me up at Kremas and Henny at gmail.com let me know what your deal breakers are on let me know if I'm tripping when it comes to kids am I the only one send your feedback and you know I, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say so, yes, that was my topic for this week when it comes to deal breakers. Oh, and just one thing I wanted to mention, and this came up as well. So one of my friends had mentioned that a deal breaker for her is cheating. And I said, well, why? And everyone looked at me like I was crazy. What you mean, why? That's definitely a deal breaker. And this is why I feel the way that I feel. I am of the opinion that once a cheater, not always a cheater. And the reason why I say this is I have seen people change. I have seen people who I know used to be cheaters or who used to cheat in their relationship and they've made a complete 180, like a complete 180. 
of their own volition. Like no one's forced them. No, like they, I've just seen it. So because of that, and I used to truly believe once a cheater, always a cheater. Like that's just who you are. You can't change that. It's in your blood, you know, but just seeing the difference and seeing how people have have changed I, d- I don't think I feel that way anymore you know I truly believe that if a guy wants to change he is going to change there is nothing that you can do to make a guy change just like there's nothing that you can do to stop a guy from cheating if a guy wants to cheat he's going to cheat no matter what you do you can be a perfect wife you can be a perfect girlfriend you could be their best friend to them Okay, sit there and play 2K19 with them, cook dinner, clean the house, do everything possible, and they will still cheat on you. That's just how it is. And I'm not only putting this on the guys because women, we are guilty of being emotional cheaters. Yes, we are. I've seen it at work. It's a thing. Guys will cheat physically, women will cheat emotionally. I see all y'all and y'all fake work husbands. I see the inappropriateness between y'all and y'all fake work husbands. I feel like there should be a barrier. Like I have homeboys and stuff and I talk to them and they're like my homies and or my best friends and stuff like that. But I feel like there's a certain barrier that's kept. Um, there's I, like I, I will tell you things, but then there's I'm not telling you everything about my marriage or my relationship or my guy I'm dating. Like I'm not telling you everything. It's just not going to happen. Because there has to be that barrier there between you and your husband or you and your man or, you know, whoever you're dating, whatever the case is. So I feel like there are women who cheat emotionally and they get that emotional support from their friends or from their quote unquote work husbands. So men aren't the only ones who I'm referring to when I say cheating you know, um, women, we can cheat as well. And men can cheat as well. But what I'm saying is I don't believe one's a cheater, always a cheater. I do believe that if someone cheats on you and then they really want to change, they can change. I'm not gonna, that's not a deal breaker for me because I'm not writing someone off. Now, let's say it's something that continuously keeps happening and you say you're sorry and you say that you changed. Well, then at this point, I don't think that you care to change. But if you got caught cheating the first time, And it's something that, you know, we've gone through counseling and we spoke about it and you understand and we're both, you know, making some serious effort in the relationship. I do believe that a man can stop cheating if he wants to, if he wants to. Now, trust me, there are some cockeyes out in these streets. There is a lot of men out on these streets that's trash and a lot of women out in these streets that's trash. But that's just not something that I would say is a deal breaker because I don't think that it's the end all in a relationship. You know, I still feel like things can can be remedied and you can still salvage what's left that's still good in the relationship. So anyway, that's not a deal breaker for me. So let me know what your deal breakers are. What has you running for the hills when it comes to a man and what has you you know, or, or a woman, I'm sorry, I'm excluding people or a woman. Um, I just want to know how you feel about the situation. And if I'm tripping when it comes to kids, cause to each zone, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one out here whose deal breaker is kids. So let me know what you guys think before I end this week's episode. 
I definitely wanted to recap with you guys what's been on my television, what I've been watching. I was out um, on vacation, so I missed a couple of my shows, but there was some things that I did get a chance to catch up on. And I was happy that I did because, you know, I always have my feedback on my episodes, but I was able to catch Married to Medicine's episode last week. I believe it was the finale and then the reunion is coming up this this Friday. Yeah, it's this Friday. The reunion is coming up and just watching the episode and seeing where everyone is at. I see that Quad is still moving forward with this divorce. And for me, I am of the opinion, once again, that Quan, I said Quan, Quad always wanted a divorce. That's just how I feel. From the very first time I started watching Married to Medicine, she did not really seem invested in the marriage. I feel like she was very concerned about making a name for herself and a brand for herself. That's why she did not want to have kids. She knew she did not want to have kids. She pushed that man away. Um, He wanted a family. She refused to give him a family. Instead, she gave him dogs. Okay. And then she tried the doggy clothing line and she's done so much and was just trying to figure out what her brand would be. The cookbook. And now she's finally, I guess, found what makes sense for her because she loves to talk and she's more of a personality. So she's on that show Sister Circle because it works out better for her. But as far as her thinking like it's just all him. And even though she says it's not all him, I personally feel like she's always wanted a divorce and she was waiting for the right time, the right moment, the right place for her to have established herself. And I feel like now the show has gotten a lot bigger um, and she is making her own money. Her doggy couture, puppy couture or whatever it was, was not working out. This sister circle is working out for her. It's putting her on the map. And I wouldn't be surprised if she gets picked up to be on an even bigger show than sister circle, a correspondent, something because she's, she's good at it. So I, I'm not really buying this whole, she woke up one day and did not feel loved. She wants a divorce. I will say that Greg, is it Greg? I can't remember that man's name, Greg. He has his fault in it as well. I feel like a lot of men forget that when it comes to women, our love language is a whole lot different than their love language. As women, we like to hear certain things. We like to hear that we're beautiful. We like to hear that we're appreciated. We like to hear that, oh, this dinner was great. We like to hear, oh, the the, the house smells great or thank you for cooking or just something. We need to hear that. Yes, you know, I feel like men, when it comes to your love language, it's like, hey, you don't have to work. I put food on the table. You're taken care of. I give you money whenever you want it. You don't need anything. And that's enough. And, you know, showing us is great. That's your way of showing. But at the same time, the affectionate portion of it is something that kind of gets, you know, left to the wayside. And I feel like that's something that Greg did and Quad needs that appreciation that affection but at the same time I felt like she was looking for a way out I felt she was looking for a chance to or an excuse to leave the marriage because she's she's supporting herself the way she wanted to she's always wanted this from the beginning of the season and she's finally got it so why stay in the marriage and she refused to give him kids because I know that she always wanted it out the second that she gets to where she needs to like career wise and she meets a new man, she going to pop out kids for that man so quick. So, so quick. But that's just how I feel about married to medicine. We'll see. I can be wrong. 
The next show that I was able to catch up on is The Only Housewives That Matters. It's Real Housewives of Atlanta. I caught Sunday's episode and I just could not help but laugh at Portia getting caught up on her timeline with her and Dennis. It seems like from what Candy said, it has just been a matter of three months of her dating Greg, (laughs) her dating Dennis, wanting to be married by Dennis and all of a sudden being pregnant by Dennis. I personally feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that Dennis got money because you have to have money if you out here buying people Rolexes. Like you're not even giving this to wives. Like you're just giving this out to girlfriends, Rolexes. So, and she knows it. That's why she don't want to dig up no dirt because she just does not want to mess up a good thing. She is pleased and happy with him the way that he is. Wherever it leads, I don't think she cares. At this moment, she wants to live in the fairy la-la land of I'm having a kid and I'm, you know, getting the ring. She's just done a complete change to me when they show her back when she used to be with Cordell and the girl that she is. Like, she's definitely become ratchet, but she's just is just completely different. She's not the same person. And I feel like it's just funny to see the, 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 I wouldn't even say it's a progression. It's just funny to see her now and just how ratchet she is. But I kind of feel like Candy really needs to stay out of it. She seems a little bitter about the situation because she doesn't like anyone talking about her mother or her man she said this plenty of times don't talk about my mom don't talk about my man but yet she's constantly bringing Dennis and Portia up and I feel like after having such a rough start with how things went it's best that y'all just don't like you're cordial you can talk to each other you can laugh with each other but that's about it it's really not Candy's business it makes her look bitter and I'm sure the producers got her knowing all this information and saying all of these things. But if the girl says she doesn't want to know anything about her man, let it be. Let it be. Like, I don't understand why are you so into it and why are you so invested? I don't think you care. I really don't think you care. I just think you want to be messy. So she just needs to leave that alone and mind her business and let Portia do her mess. Because her timelines do not meet up. If you're saying that Portia was back in May at Shamia's birthday party with some next man, it's very clear that she was the mistress to this guy when he was dating somebody else. Well, you can't be a mistress if you're not married, but she was the side chick to Dennis's um, current girlfriend at the time. And her and Dennis got together and broke them two up. That's just what it is. But you know the saying, the same way you get them is the same way you lose him. So good luck to her, her wedding, if it ever happens. And yeah, her kid. Good luck with all that. Last show that I want to mention is my obsession with 90 Day Fiance. Because y'all know anything that got to do with a green card. Green card, green card. I am there for the laughs. And I thoroughly enjoy this show. I love seeing the mess. It's very clear that the people are only here for green cards. But somehow the Americans do not seem to realize it. And love is blind, I guess. I don't know how they don't see past it. It's just very apparent that these people are here for one thing and one thing only. And that's their visa. I mean, their green card. But anyway, one person that was pissing me off on Sunday's episode is Fernanda. She is just so spoiled and she has it better than all the other relationships. I feel like all the other people who are promised, well, 
I'm not going to say Jay. All right. So Jay, which is the Jamaican guy, I don't think he got the short end of the stick. But for the other two women, Leah and uh, I can't remember her name. Whatever. Um, Leda, Leda, Leda and the other girl. I can't remember her name. But I feel like they, Larissa, Larissa and Leda, that's their name. Larissa and Leda both, I feel like were told that life in America was going to be a lot better for them. And they both came to crap. They came home to, they came to America to tiny homes and live in situations that just does not even make any sense. And some real cheap, tight pocket people. Fernando, on the other hand, is I feel like she's living pretty good. And I think she probably knew that coming here as well, because back in Mexico, it seems as if he paid for her bro- her boobs, her Takashi teeth. I don't know if she confirmed this, but her teeth look done and they look like Takashi's. Her Takashi teeth, he was paying for her school and he was paying for her apartment. So she was she was living a little too good back there off of his money. And then she comes to America and he has a car waiting for her. Like just bought the girl a car so she could travel and do what she wants to. And she's living in a decent sized house with a nice yard. Like he doesn't have her living in some crazy neighborhood or anything. And he goes out one time to go and have drinks with his friends, one friend. And she's like flipping her lid about it. Oh, she's going back to Mexico. She don't want to stay here. She is spoiled. And I think she's ungrateful. He should have let her pack her bags and let her go and stop paying for her apartment. You can't take back the boobs or the teeth, but stop paying for her schooling. Stop paying for her apartment. And the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure here in America, he is still paying, like giving her family back home some money. So she's just, maybe it has something to do with the age difference where she just, you know, when you're younger, I feel like you just can't see, see past things that just aren't your way you know when I was younger there was no such thing as compromise if it's not my way it doesn't make sense I don't like it that type of thing but as you get older you just start to understand compromise and other people's feelings and you know just empathy that's something that you learn with age and until then I think that she's just gonna be ungrateful and she's she's just young. She needs some time. She gets angry very quickly. And her being Latin is not an excuse. We're not going to use that as an excuse. Latin women are hot-headed type thing because she's just unreasonable. Like if you're going to be hot-headed, have a reason to be hot-headed. Read a book while he's gone. Do something. Like you can't get mad that someone's telling you that they have to work. And then after they come from a stressful day at work, they just want to spend some time. And her only excuse for behaving this way is I left Mexico to come to America. Girl, you wanted to come to America. Don't act like you coming to America is a downgrade because if he did not support your life back home like he did for you, you would want to come to America. So it just didn't make any sense that she's like, well, I left my family and I came here to America for you. All right, then we'll send her back and stop paying for all her bills. We'll see how she feels back then. We'll see how she feels then. But that's just how I feel about Fernanda. And that was the recap of my televisions. As always, guys, it's been a pleasure. And I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this week's episode. Hit me up at Kremas and Henny, K-R-E-M-A-S, the letter N, Henny, H-E-N-N-Y, at gmail.com. Calm. Don't make fun of my Instagram, but check me out at Clemas and Henny on Instagram. Um, 
Let me know what you guys think. Let me know your feedback. And yeah, I'm excited to hear from you guys and have an amazing week. Can't wait to see you guys. Well, not see you guys, but speak to you guys again soon. All right. It's Kumas and Henny and I'm E. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,